It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hawkeye Nation podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you once again on the final day of June and the final day that NCAA athletes cannot profit off of their own name, image, and likeness. The floodgates open at midnight tonight. And uh, among other people, we can thank Jordan Bohannon, our very own J-Bo, for for what's about to happen. It's going to be interesting. Uh, It's going to be... I think fun in a lot of ways, uh, maybe not so fun in some other ways that are yet to be seen, but um, a new world of college athletics is upon us, and we will talk about that certainly here in the uh, the coming podcast. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining me. I appreciate it as always. I have a few things I want to hit on here. I want to talk about a little bit about name, image, likeness, uh, some newsy things that have come out of the Iowa basketball program, a couple of non-conference games scheduled. Uh, we had a couple of guys in the NBA Combine last week, one of whom made a huge, huge, huge improvement for himself uh, in the eyes, I think, of many people in the NBA. And then we've got some more audio from uh, from press Availability. This time it was uh, several members of the Iowa basketball program met with the media yesterday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, June 29th. Uh, the, the Murray Twins, Tony Perkins are the three that, that we're going to hear from here on this podcast because those are the three that our friend Rob Howe posted at HawkeyeNation.com and on YouTube under the Hawkeye Nation page. Uh, we appreciate Rob and all he does, and you can check out all his work along with Rick Brown, John Bonacamp, a bunch of us at HawkeyeNation.com. We appreciate that support and uh, are still striving to be your number one place for Hawkeye news, notes, opinions, all of that good stuff. But we're going to hear from the Murray Twins and Tony Perkins. And uh, as I've done several times in the past, I'm going to kind of go through that audio. I haven't listened to any of it. I've read some of the articles and uh, tweets and things that stemmed from it, but I haven't listened to it, and so I'll go through it with you. I will uh, jump in whenever I think I can be uh, entertaining or helpful or informative or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, It's the reason you come here to the Hawkeye Nation podcast, and again, I appreciate you being here with me. Name, image, likeness. It is here. It is upon us. Again, shout out to Jordan Bohannon, who did a lot of the work, um, really put himself out there. Uh, really was outspoken about this. I'm not going to say he's the reason this happened. I don't. I think that's unfair to uh, you know the Geo Baker and Caitlin Clark and the other athletes who who fought alongside with him. I think it's unfair to the Supreme Court who really 
just dropped the hammer on the NCAA last week and and kind of made it clear that, hey, any of these cases that come to the Supreme Court, whether it's getting laptops and educational opportunities to, I believe, all the way up to paying players kind of as employees of the university, however they ultimately will work that out, I do think that's going to come at some point. And while I'm a little tentative on what this all means, how it's going to affect the sports we love, I still think it's the right direction to go into because it's uh, it's it's freedom. It's uh, you know it's it's just the 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 things that everybody else can do. These athletes should be able to do too. And certainly on the name, image, likeness thing, we'll 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 table the whole paying players conversation for another time. Although again. I think at the very least a fight in that is coming because the Supreme Court and Justice Kavanaugh in particular made it very clear last week that they don't believe what the NCAA is doing is legal. They don't believe that the NCAA's claims of amateurism are legit. They don't believe that uh, kind of the the rhetoric that we've always heard that a lot of us I think have bought into and, and believe to some extent. Uh, they don't believe that that's reason enough to limit the opportunities limit the uh, the payment or the unionization of these athletes. They're saying, NCAA, the way you're running this is, is not legal. It wouldn't be allowed in any other industry. And just because the kids have love of the game and just because the fans want to see amateurs out there uh, doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want. So it's going to be an, an interesting uh, several years for the NCAA and, and certainly an interesting several hours, weeks, months, uh, coming up here as we approach name, image, likeness. Speaking of Jordan Bohannon, he's already all all over this. Uh, you can buy your Jordan Bohannon t-shirts starting tomorrow, probably starting at midnight tonight. Jordan Bohannon will be here in Des Moines making an appearance at Boomin' Iowa Fireworks tomorrow afternoon. I don't know what he's being paid for that. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if you can get free autographs or if you have to pay for the autographs when you go there, but I do know that this sort of thing wouldn't have been allowed. Uh, Let's put it this way. This sort of thing isn't allowed right now. It will be allowed tomorrow, and he's going to be among the first to do it. I think he'll be able to capitalize on this. I think he made a smart move by returning to Iowa, not just because I think he's going to you know, obviously add on to some of his career accolades. He will become the Big Ten's all-time leading three-point shooter. Uh, he's already is that for Iowa, already the assist leader for Iowa, already the game's play leader, I believe, for Iowa. He's going to put a lot of those records uh, kind of out of reach uh, and hopefully lead Iowa back to another NCAA tournament, another, another good season, maybe even a Sweet 16. Um, but beyond that, I think he has a chance to outgain the amount of income he would have made this year as a professional basketball player. I think he has a chance to go to Europe and, and be a basketball player. I don't know if that's what he wants to do or if he's going to decide to just kind of uh, stay here and enter professional life, whether that be you know in an office or trying to you know kind of further his brand and continue this uh, along this path. Either way, I think he's got a pretty good chance to make some good money with things like these appearances, T-shirts and merchandise, uh, the podcast he does, which has been popular and is probably uh, able to be monetized, a YouTube account. And then I think this is where we get um, a generational gap in the discussion of this name, image, likeness. I think a lot of us have thought about it for a long time as things like 
appearances at fireworks stands or car dealerships and merchandise, you know, Spencer Lee excuses are for wusses t-shirts, things like that. And those things will certainly be there. But the social media part of this, I mean, people make a ridiculous amount of money on social media every day. People who don't have the built-in fan base of a college athletic department, people who don't have um, the the type of uh, reach that these college athletes have. If you have a few million followers on one of these social media accounts, you can make a lot of money just posting ads, just doing sponsored content, a lot of money. If you have a YouTube page that a million people are watching, you can make a lot of money just on the ads that YouTube puts into those into those things by monetizing your channel. If you have a podcast that a lot of people listen to, you can make good money by monetizing that podcast. The social media part of this is a game changer. And a part of that is because you don't have to be in a major city to make that money. You don't have to be the biggest guy on campus. You don't have to be the person that people want to take, you know, camps from or have at their car dealership or buy autographs of. If you're a creative person, there was a kicker a few years ago. I think it was at UCF, USF, one of those smaller Florida colleges. And he had a YouTube page with a lot of views. A lot of people liked it. And it was very little about kicking. It was almost nothing about kicking. It was almost nothing about being a college athlete. But he was a creative guy. And he was funny. And he was engaging and interesting. And people liked the videos he made. And he couldn't monetize that channel because the NCAA wouldn't allow it. That's not going to be the case anymore. If you are a musician who's also an athlete, right? You can... Now put your music out on social media and get paid for stuff like that. It's going to be really interesting. We I, I we don't know all of the tentacles and the spider web that's going to kind of be created by this. It's going to be fascinating. And there are going to be horror stories. Um, kids who can't handle the money. Kids who fail out of school because time management becomes an issue. I saw John Miller tweeting about this last night I'm sure he and Mark talked about it on their Hawkeye podcast um, there's there's going to be now a market for people who handle this for athletes uh, athletes especially at the highest level are going to need almost a team of people an accountant to take care of the tax part of it if you're getting paid cash and you don't put some of that away for tax time it's going to be rough come April Time management people, schedulers, bookers, people to weed out the seedy or non-profitable or scammy things that will be thrown at these athletes. Uh, how do I know that this is legit? I have somebody take a look at it, vet it for me. How do I know that I have time to do this? How do I schedule this? I have a test on Thursday. I have practice every day. I have a game on Saturday. When do I fit in the appearance or even the time to make the funny TikTok video or post the Instagram ad? Uh, do, do, do you hire somebody to run your social media? And if you do, does that make it less valuable because it's less connected to you? It's very interesting. There's a lot of uh, angles to this. And I, for one, am excited to see it. Again, there's going to be sob stories. There's going to be bad things that happen. There's no question about that. But there's going to be a lot of good that happens and, and a lot of opportunity for these athletes and I think a lot of opportunity for these schools who handle it the right way. And it seems 
as odd as this may be to say, in this era of Iowa athletics under Gary Barta, who has had his share of missteps, as odd as this may sound coming out of my mouth, it seems like Iowa is on in a good spot and, and being proactive about this. More on that in a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So Friday afternoon, Friday morning, whenever it was, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I see some tweets come across. I get a press release into my email that Iowa has announced a full-fledged, comprehensive program to help their student-athletes capitalize on their name, image, and likeness opportunities, to help them build brands and then monetize those brands and manage that. And the fact that Iowa was if not the first in the country, among the first in the country to announce this, and then in the way in which they announced it, uh, I was, I, I don't think shocked is too strong of a word for how I felt about this on Friday. Flight is the name of the program. I don't have a firm grasp as to exactly what it does. I'm not sure anybody does, but to even just be embracing this. Now, I get the hypocrisy of all college athletic departments now embracing this when for decades, centuries, they have fought against this tooth and nail. This is the thing that's going to kill college sports. And now that it's a sure thing, now that it's coming, it's inevitable, oh, we embrace this. We want what's best for our athletes. We want to help them. We want to make sure this is a positive experience. We agree with this. Well, you didn't agree with it. You don't agree with it. But I'm glad to see you get on board now, better late than never. Now, Iowa puts out this video, such a well-made, well-produced, interesting video featuring some of the biggest names in Hawkeye Athletics, current names in Hawkeye Athletics, people who are certainly going to be able to capitalize on their name, image, likeness in the next year or coming years as Iowa Hawkeyes, names like Caitlin Clark and Spencer Lee and Keegan Murray. But also beyond that, uh, Iowa has had a great year in athletics. We talked about this on the last podcast, six all six Big Ten athletes of the year in various sports, five Big Ten championships, um, you know, a gymnastics team, a field hockey team that got to a Final Four, a track and field team that won both indoor and outdoor Big Ten championships, and uh, you know, finished as high as any Big Ten team has in a long time at the NCAA's. There are athletes who can capitalize on this beyond those that we talk about here on this podcast and on our radio shows and on our bar, bar stools every day. And for Iowa to kind of feature them, feature their social handles in this video, and embrace this, if not fully, at least seemingly fully, right? Like, at least you're putting out the image that you're fully embracing this. I think it's genius. I think it's smart. I think it's proactive rather than reactive, which, again, is not something I'm used to saying about Iowa's athletic department. Uh, And I was very glad to see this on Friday. Now, will they follow through with it all? That That's that's to be seen and to be determined, and uh, we'll learn a lot more about that. The problem with talking about this, especially with talking about it to myself, is 
none of us know what's going to happen. And so I tend to just start talking in circles because it's all the great unknown at this point. I will say, I think Iowa is in a unique position to capitalize on this right out of the gate because we have some generational talent athletes currently at our school and not just those in the major sports. So I think Jordan Bohannon and Keegan Murray uh, and some other people like that on the basketball team will have an opportunity to to do some things. I think Tyler Goodson uh, and, you know, I've been following his dad on Twitter for a while. Some of the videos they put out, I think the way that they're kind of branding him is very smart. And I think he's got a good chance, especially if he's, you know, an all Big Ten um, caliber running back again this season. And Spencer Petras, because he's the starting quarterback, or you know Alex Padilla, if he if he ends up taking that job, uh, there will always be a breakout star or two. Davion Nixon at this time last year was not a guy that we were talking about as a defensive player of the year. I think Tory Taylor, as silly as it may seem to anybody who's not an Iowa Hawkeye fan, as as the punter, will have a good opportunity to capitalize on his name, image, and likeness. But I don't think any of those names I just mentioned are, are, are the 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 biggest earners next year. I think it's Spencer Lee, and I think it's Caitlin Clark. And I think that, especially the Caitlin Clark, because I'm not sure Iowa needs a whole lot of help recruiting when it comes to wrestling. The national championship will help. Another one will help uh, this next year. Spencer Lee will certainly have the opportunity to make some money. It's too bad he didn't save. His excuses are for Wuss's um, T-shirt idea until after July 1st. But I think he'll do, he'll do fine. I think Caitlin Clark has an opportunity to not just benefit herself, but to launch Iowa's women's basketball program beyond the heights it has already reached. And it, and and don't get me wrong, it has reached great heights. I mean, I think what Lisa Bluter has done certainly over these last handful of seasons, uh, you know, with national players of the year like Megan Gustafson, a bunch of Big Ten players of the year, Kathleen Doyle won that. Uh, now Caitlin Clark, who had as much social awareness as any athlete in the country at one point this spring. And that's not an overstatement. Had as much social awareness as any athlete in the country at some at one point this spring as a freshman and has presumably three full more seasons of Iowa basketball. If Iowa is able to help her raise her profile even further, help her earn money off of her name, image, and likeness off of her brand, her personal brand, what signal does that send to the rest of the women's basketball world? Oh, that Iowa is not just a place that you can come and play for a great coach like Lisa Bluter and have fun and enjoy your time, right? It's not just a place you can come and win personal accolades like National Player of the Year and Big Ten Player of the Year and get drafted into the WNBA. It's not just a place you can come and win Big Ten championships and NCAA Elite Eights and hopefully as we move forward, NCAA Final Fours and beyond. But it is also a place that when you come there to do all those things, you will be able to capitalize on your brand in a way that not many other places can offer. And and I'm not saying Iowa's going to do it better than everybody else, but Iowa has a better piece than almost anybody else. Certainly there's Paige Beckers, there are others, uh, other schools will be able to do this as well. But to have a Caitlin Clark as a freshman going into her sophomore year when this all breaks, if you can not screw this up, if you can put her up higher on a pedestal, what you're signaling is 
we are a big time program. And I think what you can signal across the athletic department is we are a big time athletic department. I think Iowa's generational talents in several sports right now put us in a very good position to recruit off of the name, image, likeness stuff, which is certainly going to happen. This is going to become a big part of recruiting. Yeah, you can come here and do these things, but you can also make this amount of money. We also have this program in place to help you do these things. We can help you build that brand and then capitalize on that brand while you're here at Iowa. I think that's huge. I think Iowa not having any other professional sports in the state, any other any professional sports in the state is huge. You're not competing with pro athletes for these business endorsements. We got a lot of rich people in the state. That's why most of the that's why you know that's why it's the the tippy athletic director and the uh, whatever Kirk Ferentz's uh, head coach you know name is now and, and Lisa Bluter's head coach position name is now uh, there are there are a lot of people who will put money into this you're not competing with major athletes in other in other sports you're not competing with the NFL or the NBA or major league baseball athletes for dollars in Iowa and we have loyal fans you know I, I was surprised we did a poll today on the Murphy and Andy show here in Des Moines on KXNO radio where I work and it was, you know, will you go out of your way to support the name, image, likeness, you know, I guess campaigns or, um, you know, whatever these these athletes do. Will you go out of your way to spend your money f- with these athletes when this passes? And like 80% of respondents said no. Now, it's not a scientific poll. It's very unscientific, right? It's just the people who follow Murph and Andy on Twitter. But I was shocked by that number because in my mind if I'm going to spend money you know if I have X amount of dollars budgeted each year for Iowa Hawkeye gear why would I buy a t-shirt at you know store X where none of the money goes to the athletes when I could buy the same t-shirt or a similar t-shirt or you know Hawkeye gear from Caitlin Clark or Jordan Bohannon, or Spencer Lee. Now, I don't know that their stuff will be licensed. That's going to be a whole nother kind of can of worms that's going to have to be opened at some point. You know, will will Caitlin Clark be able to sell a, a Tiger Hawk t-shirt with her name on it? Can I buy a Jordan Bohannon jersey with Bohannon on the back and, and number three, not just a generic one? But if I can buy those things from them, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I try to support these athletes? The amount of joy that they they give me, the amount of entertainment that I get from them, and the fact that they are unpaid. Now, yeah, they get they get a lot of benefits. It doesn't suck to be a Division One student athlete. I'm sure of it. I've never been there, but I'm sure of it. There's a lot that they get, but if I can put a little money in their pocket with money I'm probably already spending anyway, I don't understand why I wouldn't do that. That really made no sense to me. It is going to be interesting, though. As I said, time management, taxes. Um, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to get really, really interesting. Moving on here to the combine. Um, what a week for Joe Wieskamp. And for anybody who's still holding out any sort of hope that Joe Wieskamp is coming back 
Uh, I'm sorry that that's over. I don't think he's made it official just yet, but he essentially said as much last Friday when he said he's ready to go to the league, and he proved that not just in his measurables where he had things like a 42-inch vertical, which is crazy. I saw Tyler Cook tweet, like, his vertical is like 38 inches. Wieskamp could jump four inches higher than Tyler Cook. But also, Wieskamp had great games. I mean, the first game wasn't great. The second game, he he was the best player on, on his team and at times the best player on the floor. Six of seven from three, I think 26 points. Really played himself, I think, into an NBA draft spot. Luka Garza, unfortunately had an injury where he couldn't participate in the games, and I think he would have benefited a lot from that. His measurables aren't what you would want. His work ethic certainly is, and his locker room you know, chemistry and all of that is you couldn't, you couldn't draw up a better teammate than Luka Garza. But to not be able to kind of showcase what he does and show that, yeah, he may not be the fastest, he may not jump the highest, but that doesn't really impact him on the court. Like he's able to kind of overcompensate for the, in other ways for those things. Uh, he shot the ball really well, and that that's a good sign. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what they did in the combine and how it translates to the NBA draft. I do think Joe Wieskamp made himself a lot of money last week in Chicago, and uh, as sorry as I am that I won't get to see him in a Hawkeye uniform again, I am very happy for him. For having done that, a couple of uh, non-conference basketball games have been scheduled. One very interesting, one less less so. We'll start with the less so. The Hawkeyes will play Utah State, uh, but it's at the the Pentagon up in South Dakota, the Sanford Pentagon, and that's where I will play Gonzaga last year with uh, no or, or very few fans. I don't I don't recall exactly what the case was at that point, but it'll be nice to have a packed arena. Not a huge arena, but I have a feeling people will be making that trip. I doubt many Utah State fans will make that trip, and so it'll be a very pro-Iowa crowd up in South Dakota uh, for that game, which is a fun game. And then the Big Ten ACC Challenge, Iowa at Virginia this November. So I think it's the first game of the Big Ten ACC Challenge and is going to be a huge challenge for the Hawkeyes, as Tony Bennett always has that team ready to go. I saw they were... You know, ranked between I think like 18th and 25th in a lot of the way too early preseason top 25 rankings. Excuse me. Virginia obviously won a national championship two years ago. Was a four seed in this past tournament, but lost to Ohio in the first round. So, uh, and you know, had lost to UMBC as a, as a one seed, the first to ever lose to the only to ever lose to a 16 seed in the tournament. So it's a team that is capable of being beaten by anybody on any game, on any day. Uh, But that's going to be quite a challenge for the Hawkeyes going on the road to Virginia uh, in early November, kind of see what they're made of. I'm excited to see what this team looks like. I'm excited to hear from the Murray Twins here in a few minutes as we uh, go back to yesterday's media availability. Um, But that's yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, A couple of just quick other notes here before – I get into the the press conference. Um, Ankeny's Brody Brecht has been named the Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year. And he has really garnered a lot of attention for his velocity this year, thrown up into like the 97, 98 miles an hour range. He he has the look, right? He's got the, the, the speed. He's obviously an incredible athlete, as we all expect and hope him to be on the Iowa Hawkeye football team this fall. I'm less confident that that's going to happen. I, th- I think probably ultimately 
He still is at Iowa, but you put yourself in a position now to be a, an early round draft pick in, in Major League Baseball, and they could start throwing quite a bit of money at you. And when that happens, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd be, I would be hard pressed as I sit here today to tell my now six year old son, but and he's never going to be in this, this, he's never going to have this opportunity probably, but. I'd be hard-pressed to tell him to go play college football when you could make money playing baseball. I would. Now, by all accounts, Brecht loves football. It's his favorite sport. He loves the Hawkeyes. He's excited to be there. His boy, Arlen Bruce, who helped him win a state title this past season in high school, is already at Iowa. I hope Brody Brecht is a Hawkeye. He is going to be drafted in Major League Baseball. It's just going to be a matter of how much money they offer him. And lastly, before we get to the, uh, the press conference... Shout out to you, Hawkeye Nation. This Fred Barr story, Fred Barr, a Hawkeye football player, one of Kirk Ferentz's first recruits uh, early at the turn of the century, is going through some horrible health issues, uh, some some pain, some nerve pain that's just debilitating. I think I saw somewhere they call it like a suicide disease because people who have this just have trouble coping with it, dealing with it. It's constant, unendurable pain. And Fred Barr and his family needed some help. And some of his brothers from the Hawkeyes, uh, they put together a GoFundMe. And I think in just over a day, $30,000 were raised to help Fred Barr recover from this surgery, which hopefully alleviates some of that pain and help his family get through this time uh, without an income or with a, a severely cut income, help with medical bills, all of this stuff. Shout out to you, Hawkeye Nation. When when one of our own is in need, you all are the first to to step up and make that happen. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Iowa basketball players met with the media yesterday, Tuesday, September 29th, inside Carver Hawkeye Arena, not on Zoom. I've got three of them here for you. Again, you can find this video at HawkeyeNation.com, courtesy of Rob Howe. We're going to start with Keegan Murray, who had a breakout year his freshman season, is a projected first-round NBA draft pick after his sophomore season. A lot is expected of Keegan Murray. He talks here. He opens up talking about... Uh, the relationship with his twin brother Chris, who is obviously also on the team, and kind of whether or not there's uh, there's competition there, or if they're there to help each other. There was really no balance of ego at all. I mean, every single time I went out on the court, if I subbed out, he'd be the first one to talk to me about what he sees on the court and things like that. So I think just him being on the sidelines really helped me because he saw something different than I'd see on the court. And I think that really helped me. He really did not have an ego at all. He really just took that year as an opportunity to get better and better himself on the court. That's really, really cool to hear um, that, you know, you, you want a guy like that 
uh, a guy who you can come off the court and, and he'll be honest with you and he'll give you a different perspective. He'll tell you things. And if it's a guy who you've grown up with and learned how to play basketball with and uh, kind of think about the game the same way, uh, all the better. That's really cool to hear that Chris Murray uh, was not only not checked out at all last year as as he got very little playing time and his brother became kind of a, a burgeoning star, but he was uh, he was there for the ride and there to help out Keegan in any way possible. I really like hearing that. Yep. So what? How will your role change for this year? I'm sure you've already been asked that. But. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll increase a lot this year. Um, obviously, with Luca gone, there's a big hole to fill with points um, and things like that. So I just think that the better I develop my skill set throughout this offseason, the better our team will be overall. And I just think that I'll be able to put the ball in the hoop easier. Um, I've, my jump shot's been a lot more consistent this offseason, so I just think that's a big factor in my game right now. I, we saw at times last year when, when Tony and, and Joe Toussaint got into the game, you guys pressed more, or yeah. played even more up-tempo. Do you see yeah. this team maybe doing that kind of thing more? Yeah, we're going to be really athletic this year. So I think just us pressuring teams on the ball, um, flying at shooters, flying around the gym, around the court is really going to help our team. And I just think that with our athleticism, we are, we're, we're capable of being a really good defensive team this year. So that's interesting because where I thought he was going there was the offense, right? The the athletic offense, the pushing the ball, the uh, getting right on top of, of the defense and trying to score. I know that, that one of the kind of the main themes that came out of yesterday was this team feels like they can live up to kind of the offensive firepower and efficiency of last year's team. Maybe not exactly as, as that was a historically good offense, but they don't feel like they're going to take a huge step back offensively uh, because of the athleticism of, of the players on the court. And to hear Keegan kind of transition that into even being better defensively because of that athleticism, that's exciting to hear as well. Did you like starting? I mean, did, what, what did you like better last year, coming off the bench or starting, or did it matter? I, I think it really didn't matter. Um, I Obviously, I only started a couple games, but I mean, coming off the bench, um, it really – it kind of brought a fire under me just uh, to do whatever I needed to do to help our team win. But I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter uh, whether you start. It's just a matter of who, who finishes the game. So I just think uh, that was me going into the game just to do whatever to help our team. And that will continue on next season. All right, so there's a few questions with Keegan Murray. Let's uh, jump forward now to his twin brother, Chris, who didn't get much playing time last year but uh, has been kind of a big talking point this offseason as uh, Coach McCaffrey, other players have talked about, hey, he's he's just as good as Keegan in a lot of ways, and, and he's going to be an impact player here before too long. Uh, he did not play last year because he wasn't ready. He didn't play last year because other guys were in front of him, and now that he's going to have an opportunity, uh, look out for him to really make the most of it. Here's Chris Murray. Does it feel that way to you? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, like in practice and stuff, we put emphasis on just offensively, everyone making contributions, and we play a really selfish brand of basketball, so everyone's going to have a big part, especially this year. And I think the way that we're going to be playing with how flexible it is, everyone, like, I'll have a big contribution. Everyone's going to have a big contribution, especially offensively and defensively. What? I'm sure you get asked this a lot, or at least some, but... What, what what is your game? We saw your brothers, but uh, describe yours. Yeah, um, I think people don't take the credit. Like when I was in high school, I was more of a shooter. 
but I've developed all kinds of different areas in my game, especially my mid-range this last year. It's gotten a lot better. Um, I've really developed that, especially on scout team and taking advantage of those practices with the talent that we had last year. And one of the biggest parts of my game right now is to get into the basket and creating for others. I think that's a big part of that's what I like to do most. What do you take away from last season? Um, last season, it was more of a learning experience for me, especially just because the talent that we had and the leaders that we had on that team is something that um, I was grateful to have just from like learning the like, experience and um, practice and stuff. Like on scout team, I got to learn a lot of different offenses in the, in the Big Ten. And I got to play a bunch of different players and had different skill sets. And I kind of took that and translated it to my game, which it is going to help a lot this coming year. That's really cool to hear too. You know, I was I was a perennial scout uh, scout team athlete in my athletic career, and you're right. You learn a lot about the other offense. You learn a lot about how how your team plays. You kind of uh, you kind of find uh, you you start to recognize things, and and I think that can only help Chris Murray uh, as he goes into this season. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be um, I don't know that a lot of expectation, but I think uh, as he starts to play more, people are going to want to see more. Keegan out of him. It'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they differ, how they're similar, when they play together. Uh, but again, maybe I'm just uh, drinking the Kool-Aid here, but I am optimistic about this basketball team, this basketball season. I'm excited to see them on the floor. Here is another guy that we saw, well, we saw more of Chris, uh, more than Chris uh, this past season, Tony Perkins, who was very good when we saw him. We didn't see a lot of him, but certainly certainly showed flashes of, of real athleticism, real defense, and uh, and some offensive firepower as well. Yeah, I've been trying really hard. I'm trying to be more confident. Like I was in high school, I was very confident last year. I was getting, getting new to college, especially having COVID coming. So it's kind of hard to adjust as fast as I wanted to or as I thought I would. But once this year has came, everybody actually, not just me, everybody, all the freshmen as well, and all the upper class as well have been being great leaders on both sides because we got a new team coming back. So we're trying to put this team together and continue to make it work. What specific things have you been working on this summer that he's able to see how much growth you've been able to do this summer? What have you been working on in better? Uh, I've just been using my voice more, um, speaking up. When I see something in practice, we're not going as quickly or things not going as well. I instantly step in and talk, encourage the younger players, keep going because I've been there. Keep going, don't get discouraged, keep working. Um, I've also been working personally, I've also been working on being more confident in shooting, um, scoring, defense, defense, of course, rebounding, just helping, helping the team out in all areas that I can help. How do you see your role expanding in the next year? Obviously, the starting lineup and you know, roster looks quite a bit different in terms of where your points are going to come from yeah, next year. Um, Honestly, um, I really feel as um, things are about to go great this year for me and the team as well. Um, I think I approved a lot from some workouts, and especially from last year. Um, I'm just ready for this year. That's all. Keegan was saying you guys kind of have a chip on your shoulder because, you know, expectations won't be near as high. Uh, yeah, we always do. Coming in, we always, when me and first come in here, we had a plan that we wanted to win a national championship, and we always had a chip on our shoulder coming in as a whole team, because um, people don't believe in us right now, because, you know, we lost Luca and J um, Weezy and CJ leaving, but besides that, we know what we can do, we know what we are, we know what type of family we got, and we've been brought in, and everybody's connected and bringing in the same energy. Without Fred I believe in you. 
Tony, I believe in you. Uh, no, it's, it's good to hear that he's working on his confidence, that that's a big part of the game, and uh, uh, I'm excited to see this team on the floor. I'm also excited to uh, join you next time here on the Hawkeye Nation podcast. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I can promise you it's going to be a good time. I appreciate you listening. Check out that video and a bunch of other coverage at HawkeyeNation.com. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks.